We just trying to close up the wealth gap. Get to this generational wealth. Bet that. We gon' lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Nigel Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is March 21st, 2023, and what an incredibly great day it is today. We have a lot of things going on. We've got a lot to talk about. But before we get started, we are going to start our birthday, uh, our day, celebrating our Cryptopians who have birthdays today. We have Divine Quality, Patricia Wright, Dr. Trina Farrell, and Yolanda Turner-Smith. I want to say to each and every one of you, may today your birthday be filled. Oh, and I cannot forget, Robbie Williams, happy birthday. I totally, I didn't see that. Robbie Williams, happy birthday. May today be filled with all the love, joy, peace, and happiness you deserve on this day. If you are interested in getting a shout out on the radio for your birthday, please do me a favor and send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And that goes for any questions you may have right now about this cryptocurrency space. And as you all know, it is still Women's History Month, and we are celebrating women who crypto. And so today, I am going to give our accolades to a young lady by the name of Maxine Ryan. Maxine is actually the founder of RSPR, formerly known as Prosper App. And this app is on a mission to improve the lives of millions of millennials in the financial security sector. And and she is doing this one quote at a time. Maxine was awarded in Forbes 30 Under 30 in FinTech, and she has spoken in over 200 international uh, events and different situations. And so, again, we are celebrating women who crypto. And Maxine Ryan, you are our honoree today, and we appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to jump into all the things that are going on in the cryptocurrency space. All of the things that are being said are blamed on the cryptocurrency space because of the banking situation. But when we come forward, we've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. More with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580.
Podcast. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I have to let you all know, you know, it just seems as if we have all this great information to talk about and we got little bitty powers that be that want to keep us from getting this information out. But we're going to do it anyway. So if I sound a little bit muffled, it's because we're having technical difficulties. But we have vowed to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we give you this information by any means necessary. And so today I am speaking to you because there is so much happening in our space. And I'm in the background, even though you don't see me, making sure that our community has the actual steps that they need to move forward and feel very secure about our financial future. And so we're going to start off right now with our cryptocurrency quote. And that quote says, when you see the banking system in peril, you realize that Bitcoin was really invented to create independence from those risks and to get away from the whims of the central bank. And that was said by a gentleman by the name of Michael Safari. And I totally feel that quote in my heart, in my spirit. And the reason why is because the banks are crazy and everybody's calling me, asking me how much money they should take out of the bank. And I haven't had to have those types of worries because we are and have created independence within our family so that those risks get away from us. And we're not in the hands of those who have traditionally hurt us, traditionally not done right by us. And so I'm just excited uh, about these times and really to help everybody get where they need to go. And so one of the things that I've been hearing, and again, I'm back from Chicago. I got back yesterday and didn't, you know, get into at past midnight last night. But I have been determined to listen in. As I stated yesterday, I'm watching Fox. I'm I'm listening in. I'm trying to really figure this out because I got to look at the micro. I got to figure out exactly what our moves are because remember, we're in the middle of this chess game. And, and hopefully all of you have your chess boards out and you're making notes of what our moves should be right now so we know how to move to protect that king and queen. Our families are that king and queen back there, right? And there are definitely some pawns in play and there's some roots and there's all of these other things that are going on. And so we've got to look at all of the pieces on the board and figure out what parts they play and are being able to protect the king and queen, which we are. That's us, y'all. That's, that's, that's our community. That's our families. And uh, I'm, that is just it. And so some of the narratives that I have been hearing, and they may not be seeing this so much so in the regular narratives on the regular news that you listen to, but they've been kind of trying to make the inference that cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin are the reason that these banks are failing. And so I'm going to say yes and no. And the reason I'm going to say yes and no is because first and foremost, if cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, none of these coins existed, they would have approximately $2 trillion that they would still be utilizing on a daily basis to do whatever the heck that they want to do like they've been used to doing. So $2 trillion really is just a drop in the bucket as it relates to our financial system. So I can hardly say that that is making them go through the problems that they're going through. But that's my yes. Yes, we've got $2 trillion 
in this industry that normally would not be out of the banking system, but it is because people have found a better way to make sure that they are taking care of their families. So that's first. And then the no part. Let's get on the no. Banks, ladies and gentlemen, do not have a cryptocurrency problem. Banks have a banking problem. The current banking system is actually failing right now because of its inability to actually serve the needs of its customers. Banks are no longer reliable, no matter what individuals say. And in some cases, their own greed has absolutely put them in jeopardy. And what we do know is Bitcoin offers a different approach. We've got to get out of a box. And I've been saying that for the last several years. We got to get out the box, which is why I love Lawrence Hill. I get out of all those boxes because we got to get out the boxes. Unlike traditional banks, Bitcoin and the blockchain is completely separate from the failures of these institutions. The Bitcoin protocol provides users with an independent way to actually transfer value without relying on third-party intermediaries or government regulation. Specifically, ladies and gentlemen, with Bitcoin, you can take control of your own finances without worrying about fraud, which is massive. You cannot even believe the countless amount of people that I'm talking to that have had fraud in their bank account just in the last week where money is missing or manipulation that could come through traditional banking solutions. In addition, the decentralization of a network means that there is no single point of failure, which we're watching right now. As these banks collapse, they are single points of failure. It makes your money more secure than ever to be on the Bitcoin blockchain. You can be absolutely sure that your funds are safe and easily accessible. And that's something that a lot of people have been asking. Will I have access to getting the things that I need if I buy Bitcoin? Absolutely. Bitcoin is accepted so many places. And the, and the caveat to all of this is we will buy your Bitcoin from you and give you the money that you need in place in just in case you want to get out of the asset. But in a net nutshell, Bitcoin actually offers an opt-out from failing banking systems, period. It provides us as users with more choice, more security, and more freedom than ever before. And as I've said it several times, I sleep well at night. Bitcoin is actually proving to be a viable solution for those that are absolutely fed up with the traditional banking system and the lack of their reliability or even accessibility. Because, yeah, you can go in the bank and get a banker, but when it comes to the things, the business of the bank, it's really hard for you to get in contact with the right person to really handle your needs. The blockchain technology that up underpins Bitcoin actually provides all of its users with genuine means of financial independence, allowing us to take charge of our own finances without having to ask permission to utilize our money or anything like that. And so I am really, really excited about this technology as it continues to develop. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is volatile, but as it continues to develop and evolve, it holds tremendous promise for creating a more equitable financial system in which individuals such as myself can truly have control over our money and our assets. 
And so as I'm watching these different exchanges and some of the things that are going on, a lot of people are saying, well, I thought Bitcoin was dead because that's what we heard. But Bitcoin was all but left for dead a couple of months ago when crypto exchange FTX actually, you know, was doing its collapsing. But its recent rally is proving the naysayers wrong. And what's happening is it's the world's largest cryptocurrency, which is Bitcoin. And it has risen about 21% so far this month. And this is in the middle of this banking crisis. And why is that happening? Because individuals are trying to really figure out what stores of value they can actually use that will take them through and on the other side of this banking crisis. Bringing Bitcoin's rally to almost 70% so far this year. Bitcoin is actually trading a little above 28 on Sunday. And that's really been the first time since last June. Bitcoin has surged despite federal regulatory crackdown on cryptocurrency companies. I submit to you that Signature Bank was closed because they want to try to shut down and crack down on cryptocurrency companies. And they were really trying to say that crypto was what was causing this increasingly, of course, risk to these banks. And we know that it's kind of risk adverse because if people are pulling their money out of the bank, they're looking for places to put that Bitcoin or that money. And some of them have chosen Bitcoin. So it definitely, again, is volatile. So I want to make sure that I continue to say that. But many investors think that this rally will not last. And as a result, they have placed bets against Bitcoin's price, and they're shorting it. And that's something that traders do often. But amid bank turbulence that we've had for the last week or so, investors actually added a record $35 million into the exchanges. This is new money, ladies and gentlemen, that has come into the cryptocurrency sector in the last 72 hours. Um, these exchanges are stating that there's massive amounts of money that are coming into these exchanges because people want to buy Bitcoin again, or they want to buy Bitcoin for the first time. And that's data that we compiled uh, from CoinShares, that's a platform that tells us how much money is coming into the system. And so there's a couple of banks that we're going to talk about in a little while that have are being added to what's taking place in the banking system. But it is critically important that we realize, just in case you hadn't heard it before, FDIC is only going to cover only going to cover the $250,000 that they are guaranteeing in the banks. And if you have more than that in any bank, you need to talk to your accountant or your tax professional immediately 
about what you need to do because it's per depositor. It's not per bank. It is per depositor. And I continue to say that because people still feel as though if they move from different banks to different banks, they will have an opportunity to still take advantage of that $250,000. And that is just absolutely not the case. It is per depositor. So just make sure that you keep that in mind. And as we look into this Bitcoin and blockchain space, Bitcoin was created for a time such as this, ladies and gentlemen. And the more I realize what is going on, again, on the macro, I'm realizing how incredible this opportunity is that we have. Over the weekend, I've been called, as I stated yesterday, by a couple of attorneys that have taken massive action to make sure that they are the correct asset managers for their clients. And they're telling their clients to add Bitcoin to their portfolio. And they're trying to figure out how to strategically do it so that everybody is safe. And um, I am submitting to you, if you have more than $250,000 in the bank and you're listening to my voice, as I've stated in some of the conferences that I've done this weekend, as well as the interview that I just did a few minutes ago, I need you to think strategically about what the bank has actually done for you. If you have $250,000 in the bank right now today, what have they actually done for you financially that would make you be loyal to them to leave that money there? They're not giving you anything anyway. So what do you have to lose other than if you put it in something that's a hundred, that's volatile. So I'm not saying put it all in Bitcoin, but put it somewhere else that gives you the types of returns that you actually deserve and need. And there's just so many other things that you can do, hard assets and things of that sort. And I'm sure, you know, you're getting that information. But I want to just make sure that we're keeping our minds and our eyes and our ears open. Like, Why? I have to just continue to ask our community, why are we continuing to do the same thing day in, day out, expecting a different result? We know it's coming. The statistics tell us so. The numbers are the numbers. Again, as I say, math ain't mathing as it relates to these banks, and something is bound to take place. And the continuous bailouts of all of these banks, not just here in the United States, but abroad as well, should be giving you some little red fire trucks that are going by your face saying, I need to do something different. Ladies and gentlemen, we have something that you can do different. For the first time in history, we have options. And not only do we have options, we have direction. And we know which way we can go to make this thing work for our families once and for all. And so we're here for it, and we're going to make sure that we're sharing that information I'm going to give you some information towards the end of the show that will give you the ability to listen in, make your own decision, and figure out what direction you need to take your family right now in this specific time and space. And so I'm excited about that. So as we move into uh, really, really, really just understanding the um, – as we move forward, understanding how this uh, banking thing is going to fold out – how cryptocurrency regulation is going to play out, we're going to give you the tools that you need. So don't feel as though I'm saying these things, but I don't have options for you because I absolutely do. I have some things that you need to research, do your due diligence to make some things happen. But when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, 
We're going to talk about the next bank that's just been added to that last list of banks that they're not really talking about. And we're going to talk about how that failure absolutely, again, uh, is a warning sign for us. And so we're going to make sure that you understand all of the ins and outs so you know better, you can do better. And when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, this is KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. Getting to know people, not algorithms. So let the team at Express Employment Professionals hire for you. Visit ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Is this, the this is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray Richardson. Ray Richardson. Another important game for the Clippers tonight. They're at home against Oklahoma City. The Clippers trail Phoenix by a half game for fourth place in the Western Conference. The ownership group that Magic Johnson joined to pursue the NFL Washington Commanders is headed up by billionaire Josh Harris, founder of Yahoo Incorporated. Harris also owns the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. Magic and Harris will find out at the NFL owners meeting in May if their purchase attempt is approved. The commanders are on the block for $5.6 billion. No debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. This sports report was brought to you by Original Taco Pete. Aaron from Original Taco Pete's here, inviting you to our newest location at 3272 West Slauson off Crenshaw for Taco Tuesday. Only one seventy five. Call three two three three four eight four 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 one to order. This is KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Talk radio. That's music to your ears. We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward, everyone. I thank everybody for their patience. You know, it's just an incredible opportunity to be able to share this information and just have all the obstacles. That's how you know you're doing the right thing at the right time, right? When you have different obstacles that come along. But I'm also thankful for those of you that send me articles that we need to be taking a look at as we are doing these shows as well, because we are not here, as we stated, just to make sure that you uh, change the way that you think about money, but the way you look at money and everything else around you. And so there is a lot going on in this space right now. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, and again, we're going to stay on the cryptocurrency side, but talking about DeSantis and some of the things that I was saying yesterday, DeSantis is actually, or has actually, uh, come against the cryptocurrency that the government is about to actually try to implement. And Ron DeSantis, for those of you that don't know, is introducing state legislation, and he wants to ban central bank digital currencies. 
So the reason he can't ban Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies is because he knows Miami is a huge place for Bitcoiners and cryptocurrency individuals. In fact, Miami has their own coin. But uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is proposing legislation that would actually ban central bank digital currencies from their state, portraying it as a measure to safeguard Floridians from financial privacy. So, ladies and gentlemen, what have I been telling you for the longest about this central bank digital currency? It is the ultimate, ultimate opposite of you being able to have financial privacy. And we talked about in, in different, uh, on different platforms and in different shows about how the CBDC is going to roll out in the United States and how this could possibly be very detrimental to those of us who actually participate in CBDCs. If we're going to have an option or not, we don't know. However, he doesn't seem to think that we're going to have an option. And so he's trying to do this in legislation. And forgive me, you all, for my voice today. I'm just in off a trip and running in and making sure you get this information. But what Ron DeSantis is calling the central bank digital currency that I wanted to call it, but I couldn't, is called, he's calling it Big Brother's Digital Dollars. And some other people are calling it the Biden dollar. And so they are stating that this is going to be the the worst thing for Floridians. Because you know a lot of people go to Florida to retire because of the fact that there's so many tax loopholes that they can utilize during retirement. And what the central bank digital currency is all about is surveillance of Americans. Now, I totally agree on that point. It will be a controlling Americans, who you can give money to, who you can shop with, who you can do whatever you need to do with, because if you have that CBDC, they can just flip it on and flip it off. <clears throat> and he stated, you're opening up a major can of worms and you're handling a central bank, uh, allowing a, a central bank to be a huge huge, huge power, and they will absolutely lose use that power. And so I'm glad in that respect, I don't believe or stand with a lot of things that he states, but this is one that I can agree on. We're going to have a U.S. digital dollar or a central bank digital currency, which is a CBDC that's issued by our nation. And I don't know that states are going to be able to keep it out because if it's federal, it's federal. But he's already trying to protect the Floridians from that. And so I just want you all to really pay attention as this thing rolls out because digital money is here, it's here to stay, and we know this. And if we have to be, if we're forced to use central bank digital currencies, we need to have our option and our option are cryptocurrencies that are decentralized. And as you know, and I've stated, there is only one decentralized currency that I am secure about, 
educating my community on, and that is Bitcoin. And so the CBDCs, uh, they have been exploring this since 2016. So I don't want, again, anybody to think this is new. It just came up. But the feds have explored this idea since 2016, and now it's here. And repeatedly, they said that they would need to get approval from Congress before launching one, but it doesn't actually look like they're going to get that approval the way that they want to because it looks like they're just going to go ahead and implement it without putting the proper things in place. And um, one of the things that I do know is that a central bank digital currency is not going to help the unbanked and the underbanked, and that's one of the things that they've just come up here with recently. Um, I just don't feel as though the central bank digital currency is going to actually help that. If they can't help it now, how are they going to help it when they're actually in control of it and they're actually the ones that are dishing out this central bank digital currency? Because people, if people aren't banked, they're definitely not going to want to get in to this central bank digital currency and put it, their full trust and everything into this coin is just not going to happen. And so I'm one that will oppose that, um, you know, that the central bank digital currency is not going to help the underbank and unbanked individual. It's a possibility that this financial surveillance that they're getting ready to do and the expansion of government control is just going to make it worse for our community in so many different ways. And so as we look at Ron DeSantis and what Ron DeSantis is uh, and what he's doing, we really need to just really understand if he's trying to uh, protect the rich and the individuals that have moved to Florida for that uh, retirement security and things of that sort, we need to be looking at our community. No, we don't have that retirement money or even the amounts of retirement money that a lot of people go to Florida and retire with. But we do have our hard-earned money in our retirements that we have right now. We need to really worry about the same thing that the rich people are worried about. They're worried about surveillance and control and the, and the populace needs to be, our populace needs to be worried about surveillance and control in our communities as well. So as we come forward, we will jump into the cryptocurrency prices, the things that we see right now, and where Bitcoin is, where several of these other cryptocurrencies are. And then we're going to talk about an event that we have coming up in a couple of days to really help you understand this in its totality. And so, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are constantly getting signs, even from individuals that we don't rock with. I definitely don't believe in a lot of things that Ron DeSantis is doing. But this is something that needs to be said, and this needs to be conveyed to our community because it's critically important that we understand what is about to take place. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will get into our market update and we'll talk about what we can do right now to get the right information so we can make the right decisions. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward, welcome forward. We're going to just jump into our market update. And as we look at our market update, we see that Bitcoin right now, this very second, 
is at 28,132. And I just need to just say this really quickly. So if there's any of you out there that about two or three weeks ago decided that you were going to buy an entire Bitcoin, not that I suggested you do so, but if anybody did so, they actually would be up a whole $10,000 on this investment, 13.42%. You'd be up in the last seven days. In the last 24 hours, you would be up 0.32%. And if you uh, did it in the last hour, you would be down 0.42%. And again, Bitcoin is at 28088 dollars And then you look at Ethereum. It is following the same path. It is at $1,795. In the last hour, it's down 0.03%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 2.9%. And in the last seven days, it's up 5.0%. As I scroll down and look, I find red in the first hour and then all greens in the last 24 hours and seven days. So it is definitely mirroring uh, what Bitcoin has been uh, doing. And so I'm looking through here and just scrolling and it all looks the same, red, green, green. And so that's where we are in the market. And as we look at the market cap, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to continue to tell you that we've got close to 1.1 trillion. Well, we've got actually close to 1.2 trillion dollars right now that is in this cryptocurrency market. Gold has 10 trillion. I got to look at those numbers because uh, last time, as I told you, we were in the store, in the gold store. People were piling in there like crazy buying gold. So I need to really look at what the market cap of gold is. And that's something that you can't even really tell how much is in the gold market because they don't disclose that information either. If people are buying little pieces of nuggets and things of that sort, you're not going to get and figure out exactly how much is in the gold market. However, uh, what we do know is it's about $10 trillion with the T. And then in Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency, it's at $1.2 trillion. And again, with it being 14 years old, that is huge because gold has been around for 5,000 years. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have another bank to actually add to our uh, banking list of banks that have actually collapsed. And over the weekend that just passed, the Union Bank of Switzerland, you'll hear them talk about UBS, UBS, they're going to keep saying UBS, but it's the Union Bank of Switzerland that actually stepped in and agreed to buy Credit Suisse, and that is a bank that is failing or has failed, and that takeover equated to $3.2 billion in Union Bank Switzerland stock to uh, go to the Swiss government, helping to absorb some of the coming write-downs of this uh, bank and their book of business, their loan book. This has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. All while they're continuing to try to play that narrative that it does. Again, this has to do with bad banking practices. UBS, Union Bank of Switzerland, is going to continue to step in, but there have been some other banks that have stated, like the Saudi Arabian National Bank, has stated that they would not provide any more assistance because they provided assistance and they have lost money, ladies and gentlemen. So this banking crisis is far from over. 
And I keep trying to reiterate that this is not exactly the same as the 2008-2009 crisis. It looks a whole lot different, but in my opinion, it looks a whole lot worse. And that's why, and that re- the reason I feel that is because now we can actually see what is going on. And this long arm that is being, or this olive branch that is being thrown out to all of these banks is something that we need to pay attention to. And I don't know about you, and I don't know what circle you run in, but those individuals that I've talked to thus far that had accounts at Silicon Valley Bank have not yet gotten their money yet, just just for the record. So you don't feel as though they got this money and they got bailed out. They literally have not gotten all the monies that they're supposed to get back. And so I believe they just had to kind of quiet people down by telling them they were going to do so but they have not literally made good that promise as of yet. So we've got to pay attention to that as well. And so despite the lofty talks about Bitcoin being able to disrupt finance, yes, we used to say that in our early days of Bitcoin, it really wasn't what upended these banks and this bank uncertainty. Um, Banks are so busy laughing at cryptocurrency, in my opinion, and their banks were unraveling, and they didn't realize that their banks were unraveling so fast instead of uh, failing because of Bitcoin, as they stated, and trying to make sure the Bitcoin wasn't making their their banking uh, services obsolete. All of these banks are failing because they just don't have, again, good banking practices. And just remember, in 2021, this same bank, Credit Suisse, took $5.5 billion of losses on loans in connection to a company called Archigos. And again, take a look at it. This just happened in 2021. So this has nothing to do with even this current situation, but it has led up to this. And so um, they had a lot of fraud and some other things that happened in 2014, Research it. They had to pay $2.6 billion to the United States Department of Justice. So, again, Credit Suisse is not, uh, they're not new to this banking situation. And then there's some other stuff that happened to them as well when they were forced to sell to competitors at a steep discount, all while Bitcoin's price is trending up as these banks continue to fail simply because they are just being banks because that's what they do. They get our money and they do what they want to do with it in hopes that we don't come get it before we need it. And that's what a bank run is, is means and what's happening. So this is really the first time the narrative of Bitcoin as a way to opt out is, uh, is really um, the practice is just here. It's playing out in front of our very eyes and it's playing out the way that we expected it to. And so I feel really good about that. I feel secure about what we're doing. And so in that very same vein, what is it you need to do? I'm going to be doing an event this coming uh, on the 28th of March. On the 28th of March, ladies and gentlemen, it is called Mission Critical, Naja's Next Moves. Now, you all know I'm not a financial advisor on purpose anymore, And I want to share with you what Naja's next moves are and what I'm doing in response to this latest event of this banking situation and the economy, because it's critically important that you all know exactly 
what you need to be doing. Now, again, these are just suggestions just based on what I'm doing. Uh, I am not going to provide financial advice, but I'm going to do my very best to lay out the lay of the land, look at the chess pieces on the chessboard, and figure out what we need to do. So if you're interested in that, please go to NajaRoberts.com and look for the links. Um, if you're following me on social media, I'm going to put up some things that will be in the bio. But you can also go to linktree.NajaRoberts, um, and it's hot. that linktree is a little bit different than the regular a website. So please just reach out to me, send me a text message, uh, go to asknigelroberts at gmail.com and we'll send you the link for Mission Critical because this is a critical mission that we need to educate our community on right now in the present. When we come forward, we'll do our daily dollar cost average. We're almost done doing this for an entire year. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.